What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to NerdWide Podcast, episode 36. I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with my favorite co-host, a Mr. Agaris Rivers. How are you, sir? Good morning. Uh, good morning. I'm I'm doing better than I was earlier in the week, actually. Oh, no. I, uh, I, I was at work on Tuesday and uh, walking through the shop. Stepped in a slight spot of oil oh. and uh, went down on my right knee. My left leg came out from under me ah. and extended. It was one of those things where it was slow-mo. I felt my left leg extending. Yeah. And I was like, yep, that's about as far as that's going to go. And then it went a little further. <laughs> so I, I, I just I don't think I was stretched out yet. And that did it. Ah. Um. But yeah, I was a little sore for a couple of days, but doing better now though. I'm, ah, uh, yeah, I'm all right now. Good. Good. I I got paid for it. As long as you get paid, that's all I care about. You know what I mean? <laughs> but guys, how's your week going? It, it was okay. We watched UFC 265. I think it was what mm-hmm. the number was, uh, which was my favorite fighter, Derek Lewis, fought again. Who it was for the interim champ. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, he lost, and I was not happy about it, but I was quite intoxicated, so I think it helped it a little bit more. Did uh, you enjoy that or the closing ceremonies of the Olympics? Well, see, that's one? the thing. I haven't watched the closing yet because it was at Uh-oh. 7.30 hour time, and that's the mm-hmm. first thing I'm doing uh, when I start work this morning is putting it up so I can watch the full thing. I've seen some pictures from it, and it looks great. Um, yeah. But I know we won by one gold medal. But if you do the total count, though, we won by like sixty. So it, they, it yeah. depends what you go off of. You I, go off of gold. You go. Off I remember total count, the. Or... I remember the days when we won by over a hundred. Like it was just yeah. like yeah, just yeah. the good old There's days. Another one. There's another one. So yeah, and everyone's talking about the ratings for the Olympics as far as um, there took a massive plunge. And I feel like it's NBC's fault, if you ask me. Like everyone's saying it's because of the wokeness. Well, okay, not everybody. Fox News is saying because of the wokeness and all that right. stuff. Well, and the only reason I know Fox, Fox News, News is saying, a lot of crap. So. Yeah. The only reason I know it, what Fox News is saying is because that's what the, is on at the gym. And on one of the, like, eight TVs. And I was like, no, because everything that I'm seeing is because NBC has been butchering it. Like they're uh-huh. what they're playing. Like when you click on it, like on Hulu and stuff like that, it doesn't have what it's actually on. So like they could say men's three v three basketball, but then it's actually playing water polo or something like that. So people are, you know, mm-hmm. clicking on seeing what they're trying to watch, and like the schedule is just so inconsistent on NBC. And so people are like, no, right. I'll just wait and watch highlights, which is what everyone's doing. Well, I I feel like too that the the ratings have been a lot better, obviously when it's either in the U.S. or close to this right. time zone. Because then your evening programming is live and you get the the other stuff is tape delayed. That was what my problem was. As, like, uh, as well as the them putting what wasn't actually up was the, the time difference. So like the, the women's gymnastics, well, even the gymnastics were like at 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock a.m. hour time. And mm-hmm. they wouldn't play it until – NBC wouldn't play it until prime time, which was 7 p.m. our time. And I'm like, I already know the results because it's all right. over Twitter so, and social media. And I'm like, 
that, that's also going to be an elemental rating. But like Brazil, I think Brazil was only an hour ahead of us back in 2016. So like it there wasn't much of a time difference to of us watching it. But right. you know, being in Tokyo, it's 13 hours ahead of us. So, and yeah, yeah. but it was. It's also I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic still, right? And you can't do you, all, you all would, the fun stuff. You would think these networks for events like this would have figured it out in the social media age to say, you know, maybe maybe there's something else we can do. Yeah, when it's uh, NBC to, got the the only rights to air it, so. Like ESPN can't even mm-hmm. air things. Like they could play clips, but they can't air anything, which is what I would rather watch it on ESPN because they would know right. more of what they're talking about than Al Roker. And God love him, but <laughs> he's not a sportscaster or a sports journalist, you know. No, uh, he, he's, he's a weatherman. And so, but that's not what you people are here for. This is the no. Midwide Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to either YouTube or whatever podcasting service you're watching or listening to us on. If you enjoy the show, make sure you leave us a thumb up on YouTube and give us a good rating on whatever podcast service you are on as well. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, make sure you leave us a comment and let us know how we can improve the show. And so we can, you know, again, we can't improve the show if we don't know what is wrong. Uh, if you want to do the extra mile, right. you can always go to patreon.com slash nerdwide. And toss us a couple bucks that way. But Chris, let's get right into it. Not a huge news week. Next week is going to be a a bigger episode due to what we're going to talk about in our TV section here. Um, Mm -hmm. But I want to ask first, what you been watching? I finished up The Rookie. Now, what'd you think? Uh, The the Nathan Fillion show, season three, I think. I really liked it. It's, It's a good blend. If you've seen Castle... It's not the same formula exactly, but it's similar humor um, mixed in with the drama. So it, it kind of balances out real well. Um, that's the only show show that I actually watched this week. Uh, I have. So I watched before I get into the Flash fin- season seven finale, like we talked about last week. I started It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I'm already almost into season three of like eight or nine, or it's, it might be more than that. I'm not sure, but the show was made in like 2005, so it's got uh-huh. that raunchy uh, humor. Like it's not uh, a lot of those jokes and shows and episodes you could not make today at all. Right. So, but um, it's it's funny like there's some funny jokes in there but there's a lot of those episodes are very uh not okay <laughs> not not okay hated yeah but it's i'm just watching it because i want to it's one of those sitcoms that everyone talks about as one of their favorite sitcoms so like i want to as a sitcom uh, enjoyer i want to make sure i'm covering my bases right i definitely need to sit down and, and binge that at some point i've only seen sporadic episodes mm-hmm. So it's it's not. And I've bad. always liked Danny DeVito. He he didn't come in until season two, and a, a lot of these actors I know from other things, and I didn't realize like uh, McKinney McKinney however you say his name, Rob. He's he acts, directs, and wrote the show. So mm-hmm. I mean he's him and Charlie Day. I've also like I mean they're all a big partner. It, it's it's pretty cool how they're doing some of the things. I'm ready to get into more new-agey stuff 
because it's kind of hard watching 2000. Like I'm in season two now, and which was made in 2006. So like I'm like I'm like all right, can we let's get to some new age stuff so here. Did, you like sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Do you ever watch older stuff? And because Danny DeVito, when he was on Taxi, that show was phenomenal. I think. And a great cast. I think the oldest I've watched is Scrubs. And that's okay, just because. Yeah, you've uh, definitely not Scrubs. seen Taxi. <laughs> uh, and I've also. Taxi was, I think, late 70s or something like that. Oh, yeah, no, I've definitely not seen it then. <laughs> I typically have a rule to don't watch anything before my birth. Mm. <laughs> I've also been watching The Flash um, season seven. The finale was a, a two-parter, which had, uh, it's not really, it's light spoilers, so if you don't want to hear anything, um, skip ahead a little bit. Light spoilers of his, his kids come back from the future. And kids plural this time. So in season six, his daughter came back from the future. But now his son, who is played by Jordan Fisher, comes back. So you got Bart Allen and you've got um, oh, SX. That's her superhero name. I can't, I, anyways, um, the finale was good. It, was, it did not leave me wanting more, if that makes any sense. There was no cliffhanger, which is odd for The Flash usually to have one. And I don't know if it was because of the pandemic. And the weird schedule they had, because the first three episodes of this season were technically a part of last season. They just didn't get done in time because of the pandemic. And it just didn't, like if they ended the show off of that, I'd have been, okay, I believe it. Like, I mean, there's, didn't really want anything from it. Were you surprised by a lack of Wally in that? Yeah, yeah, they, they mentioned him. But, I mean, he's the Kenan, uh, last episode with L, like, he's not doing it anymore. Like, I'm just like, why wouldn't you even yeah. come in from a, like, a surprise guest cast or anything? Right. But they, they mentioned he's off deep meditating, so he wouldn't be able to help. I'm like, okay, we could, we could do a little bit more, a, a better excuse than that. But, so he was like, but, but can I point out, can I point out about that, though? They mentioned him. Yeah. Which is more than Superman and Lois has done with Supergirl. <laughs> That's ever so. done. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't... Like it's, it's a more mature Flash now. I mean, Flash has been on for seven years. We're going on seven seasons. Season eight, well, I think they're still going past it. But I mean, so that'll make it longer than Arrow. So I'd heard rumors that... And it, it was probably unsubstantiated that Grant Gustin has indicated he doesn't want to do it anymore. Mm. But he, but he's under contract for a season eight, so he'll be doing season eight. Then again, that could be wrong because a few months ago he supposedly made a comment that um, he would like to go on through like eight, nine, ten. Right. So I yeah. only the only time will tell. I mean, it just depends on what his mood is. I mean, I, I, it's the same thing with Stephen Amell. Like you, you've almost done this show for a decade. You know, as a an yeah. actor and creator, you want to do more and expand your your horizons more. So uh-huh. that's what Daniel well, Patrick and, was and doing. What, She's acting and directing these episodes. So yeah, Amel though always felt like he got into it more physically mm-hmm. than than say Grant Gustin was asked to. So his body was being beaten 
every season. Well, and now he's doing heels, which is getting beaten yeah, more. Yeah, which and... is the same, right? <laughs> Um, but that was part of the reason, if I remember right, yeah. he wanted to step away from Arrow, is that his, he, he needed to heal. That's... And now he's a heel. Right. It's, it's crazy to me. I just, I'm curious to see how much longer this show goes, because like I feel like it's more of a mature, like we're getting more into the adulthood stuff. Like they're talking about having kids and things like that. Like a lot of, we talked about last week, I got already past the part where Cisco and Tom Cavanaugh were off, Tom Cavanaugh are off the show. And Diggle was, oh, I texted you this, um, but I don't want to say it on air because it's a spoilery thing for the penultimate episode of the season. But John Diggle is in it, and a lot of the questions we had about Superman and Lois were answered in this in Flash. So, which makes sense because the Flash is actually an Arrowverse show, whereas Superman and Lois is Arrowverse light. Like the only confirmation we have very, that's in the Arrowverse was very light. one episode. <laughs> So very light. Yeah. And oh my god, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm excited because I don't know what's going to come of it. I feel like David yeah. Ramsey, uh, who plays John Diggle, is more committed. I feel like he enjoys this universe. He's been directing, like he directed Superman and Lois. I think he even did a couple episodes of Flash of this season. Um because I mean, he doesn't have his own show anymore with uh with Arrow. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, does he get his own TV show? Or, or is he just going to be one of these characters that comes in sporadically through these different shows? Because we've got Stargirl. I'm, I could see, I could easily see him crossing over into Stargirl. Like, real easy. Um, I'd like to see him show up on Titans or Doom Patrol. Ooh, yeah. That's me. Different universe. Like, and he, he also is... Um, he talked about living in Gotham. That's where he lives now. And mm-hmm. does he do anything in Batwoman this next season? I, I didn't ever see anything in the news about it. But right. I'm going to... Um, we'll talk about it here in a minute as far as what's coming up this next week. But, you know, with Batwoman Season 2 now being on HBO Max, I'm curious to see if he is in it. Because he said it in Superman and Lois and he also said it he said it multiple times in the flash that he lives in Gotham now so mm-hmm. is he going to be a side character and help out in Batwoman now or is he just going to be like the the type of character that um, just kind of is there you know like just hop shows but i could really so there's a a green lantern like a uh, alan what's his name i forget the original green lantern is in stargirl and with season two coming out and them going to explore that Green Lantern character more, I'm curious to see if we get a John Diggle um, appearance. So I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. Did 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 you just spoil the thing that you didn't want to spoil no, earlier? I didn't really. So at the end, the last episode of Arrow, he opens a box that came from space and it's a green glow. So we, we're assuming it's Green Lantern. Now, the Flash, the thing that happened in the Flash season um, penultimate episode plays more onto it, but I don't want to say how it plays more onto it. Like, if, you, if you're a fan of Green Lantern and know the lore and the comic books, it's a uh-huh. huge, huge thing that happens in there. So I'm not going to go into right. that. But it's big uh, comic heavy. But with Cisco gone and Tom Cavanaugh gone, which I love both of those characters and the way that they sent Tom Cavanaugh off 
um, with the Council of Wales was so well done, like really, really well done. Um, Cisco, him leaving, eh? I mean, he's a. I don't want to spoil what he's doing now, because he he can easily come back, and he has been coming back sporadically through the season, um, mm-hmm. especially the finale. But again, it's, it was it was a good season overall. It just the finale does not not have that doesn't make me have that itch for more because I didn't really do a cliffhanger and I'm like okay I can I'm okay with this ending this oh, if it ended the season yeah so if you, if it went off you'd be like okay yeah I feel cool. like they they did tied it up well and but that could make a season eight very difficult yeah well we we know with season eight the first three episodes they've already confirmed it's uh very crossover heavy for the first three episodes mm-hmm. So, do we get a Stargirl crossover? Do we get a Batwoman crossover? I imagine they're going to do a lot of it. But my biggest question is, for those crossovers, do we get Black Lightning? Do we get Painkiller? Do we get Thunder and Lightning? I mean, who do we, who do we get? So, Right. Do we get Superman and Lois yeah. tying more into the... <laughs> we'll see. Because it, 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 it would make sense if, if they do multiple characters and say Diggle shows up. Mm-hmm. Superman and Lois to show up, or at least Superman, because he's had this interaction in their first season. Right. Maybe the crossover revolves around him, and it's everyone he's come into contact with coming um, together to help to build him out. some sort of team or something. Well, because like we, yeah. at, at the end of Crisis, we have the TV Justice, Justice League. Yeah, we have the Justice League, and we have the table, and we have the room, and everything. Yeah. But not one show has mentioned it, seen it, done anything with that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Super Supergirl, we have it. They're on their last season, and they're taking their break for Superman and Lois. So I mean, I can't really say because I haven't seen those episodes. But why aren't we? Why is nobody using this thing? Like Diggle could even be like because he, he, he didn't, and the Flash at least, or Superman and Lois. He's like, you know, oh yeah, I'm at the I'm at the Justice League uh, hideout. I'm working more so there and stuff like that. But no, he says I'm in Gotham. So what what comes mm-hmm. out of this? All right, Chris. Let's get into our news. We don't have a whole lot for the for the whole episode period, but this one's uh, TV news is very what if heavy. So let's jump right mm-hmm. into it with number one. Chadwick Boseman is featured in four episodes of What If, and we're going to IGN.com by Wesley LeBlanc. Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa will appear in four episodes of Marvel's What If animated series. During a junket for the upcoming Marvel series, IGN sat down with the What If executive producer, Brad Winderbaum, to talk about the show. When asked about Bozeman and his work in the series, Winderbaum said that the late actor was very excited before it revealing T'Challa will be in four episodes. Quote, unfortunately, he was never able to see the finished product, but he was very excited about taking part in it, he told IGN. He actually appears in four episodes of the series, playing different versions of the character, and each time he was very enthusiastic about finding a new spin on the character. Uh, that's I'm excited about that. It, yeah. I I love again I love uh, Chadwick Boseman and his acting and one of those actors that's just gone way too soon. Uh, yeah, definitely. On a little bit of a more negative tone, uh, number two, Dave Bautista was never asked to play Drax on What If. We're going to comicbook.com by Adam Barnhart. While Drax the Destroyer is going to appear in Marvel's What If, the character won't be voiced by his live-action counterpart. 
Over the weekend, Disney released the majority of Marvel Studios actors returning to the show to voice the same animated characters they play in. And Dave Bautista was not on the list. Um, so there was a tweet put out by a user called Portal uh, GOTG. And it was a picture of Chad uh, T'Challa and Drax in the show. Just a little still of it. And says, hey Dave, why won't you be voicing Drax on hashtag what if? And he retweeted it and said, let's start with I was never asked. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, uh, why? So they just don't. So and then comicbook.com goes uh, speaking exclusively with comicbook.com's Brandon Davis. What if producer Brad Winterbaum explained the recasting process for those characters who won't be played by their live action counterparts? Quote: One early decision was we were not going to let the show be defined by the actors we thought we could get. Winterbaum said, "Part of the fun of what is is what if is being able to tell stories in any corner of the universe you want to, and that means that you need that infinite canvas. You need that infinite potential." Also, I was afraid we wouldn't be able to get actors to come back. The fact that we got as many as we did, 85% of the actors came back or something like that. It's incredible. It's a real honor and privilege to work with all of them. That's not an answer, if you ask me. No, because he's saying, hey, we asked these people and we were surprised we could get them. You never asked Dave Batista. Yeah, he was never asked. So, so either this is a situation where his agent was approached and his agent demanded more money or something and so they were like no yeah. and his agent just sheepishly then told him oh no they, they they never called i don't know what you're talking about well he, he's also had those or issues they just never said anything yeah he's also been having issues with marvel though i mean with especially yeah. with the james gunn stuff he was very uh, outspoken about the whole thing so maybe that had something to do with it they're kind of kind of want to step away from him as an actor probably because i mean that was probably being cast right around that time right. so <sighs> not, not a good look. Number three, no. on a little bit of lighter tone, Benedict Cumberbatch and Don Cheadle are also in What If. Going back to comicbook.com by Jamie Jarrock. Uh, let's see. Fans will be especially excited to see Cumberbatch on the lineup considering it was already revealed that Marvel's What If would feature an episode about Dark Doctor Strange. According to the Illuminati, the Stephen Strange in Marvel's What If is a Doctor Strange who, quote, found magic after the death of his true love, which led him down a darker path with a dark and dangerous magic in an attempt to change the past. Uh, the cast list also includes Rachel McAdams, who played Dr. Christine Palmer in Doctor Strange, so we're willing to bet she's the true love in question. So, that's exciting. Hmm. They didn't really yeah. say much about uh, Don Cheadle coming back as War Machine, but they did confirm that he is in it. I'm excited. Cool. What if has yeah. been confirmed to be canon? So, as because as far as the multiverse, so right. So what if? So yeah, and and these are two of my favorite actors. So. Right. So it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to see Benedict Cumberbatch because especially with um his new movie coming out next year. Oh, mm -hmm. it's gonna be. So, I, I can't wait. Marvel is, knows what they're doing, and I can't wait. Uh, yeah. And going the last of our what if news, well, second to last what if news. The first three episodes of what if titles have been revealed. Episode one is Captain Car is Captain Carter. Episode two is T'Challa as Star Lord. And episode three is Loki on Earth. Uh, and then the last thing I have here is what if has nine episodes for both season one and season two. And Captain Carter will be in each season. Is what I'm being is what I've been reading. 
So that's interesting. Yeah, uh, interesting that they're starting off with Captain Carter as the first episode. Mm-hmm. I would, to me, I feel like they would have started off with a a more of a a a character that's going to bring in more eyes to this show. Because I don't think this show is going to get as much love as like all of our live action ones with all of our characters. Right. But I'm excited about this though, nonetheless. I mean, why do you think they made the? Like, I have no problem. I liked the show that they had before, right? right. When uh, when it was on ABC with Agent Carter, I thought that was a show that they could have continued with. But uh, it. Do you think that they're also looking at some of the buzz that was going on at the time with Steve Rogers and did he manage to live a happy life and it was getting people talking about Peggy Carter too and so they were like hey let's lead off with that or right I don't know man it's and because you know we talked about several episodes ago that Chris Evans is is back in a he's going to be back in MCU as a as something no one knows what it is mm-hmm. whether it is you know the human torch or if it is back as captain america could that be in a captain carter episode of what if just as a could voice be. well because if she's she's captain carter because in in the what if story she becomes captain america mm-hmm. right so that means he doesn't so is he just regular Steve Rogers? Because yeah, the he wouldn't been drafted he, by the army if, if that was a point. If that was the case, right? They only got him because of the super soldier mm-hmm. uh, program. So does he have a single line of dialogue? And is right. that his return to the MCU? Oh, I hope not. I really want to see does, him as the Human Torch again. Does Captain Carter save the scrawny Steve Rogers from? I, I don't you know, know man. some sort of what if? You know? What if? <laughs> I'm I'm curious about Loki on Earth too. Yeah. Uh, well, not on Earth too, yeah, but on, on Earth, Earth also. <laughs> that's that's a curious one. I mean, we still have these have been the first three. T'Challa as Star Lord is gonna be a really good episode, but uh, the other two yeah. of those, I'm like, um, I think my interest is probably T'Challa as Star Lord, then Loki on Earth, then Captain Carter. Just me personally, but mm-hmm. we'll see. It's just just a bunch of what if questions, you know. What if, you know. <laughs> uh, as far as the rest of the news goes, just announcements of new seasons and episode release dates. The Lord of the Rings series on Amazon Prime releases September second, twenty twenty two. The Amazon Prime account uh, showed a picture off of Middle Earth, and it's a very beautiful picture. With the announcement of September second is when it comes out of next year. Uh, the final season of Lucifer airs on September 10th. It's a very good day. Can't figure out a reason why. And then the Bad Batch gets announced for a season two to come later in 2022. Now, the Bad Batch. Yeah. Uh, haven't watched one episode. Uh, again, I'm not even caught up on any of the other animated mm-hmm. Star Wars shows that are canon. So, I, hope, yeah. I mean, obviously it's doing well if it's getting a season two so early. And season one hadn't even getting hasn't finished airing yet, but but speaking of airing, Chris, here is where a lot of our content from next week is going to happen. Releases this week, Tuesday, August tenth, Star Girl season two drops on CW episode one. 
Uh, Wednesday, August 11th, Marvel's What If Season 1 is on Disney+. Plus. Thursday, August 12th, mm-hmm. Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2 comes out on Paramount+. Plus. Thursday, August 12th, Brooklyn Nine-Nine Season 8. First episode of the final season comes out on NBC. Thursday, August 12th, Titans Season 3 drops on HBO Max. And then Sunday, August 15th, Heels, the new show with Stephen Amell, drops on Stars. The first episode does. Stars. I wonder if I get that channel. I would I, I would want to watch it because it's got Stephen Amell and Alexander Ludwig. I can't remember if that is, if it's a subscription channel or if it's just one of those packages. That's I think, like I think it's one of those premium packages ones. But if anything, it'll drop on Hulu. Because the reason I say that is because yeah. Spartacus and... Um, uh, Black Flag are both on Hulu, and they're both star shows. Black Sales. Black Sales. God, I'm telling you. <laughs> and those are my top two favorite two shows, too. I know. It's it's early. <laughs> um, so it's late. Late. <laughs> what we'll be doing is we will be uh, reviewing and talking about Marvel's What If, the Captain Carter episode. Mm-hmm. We'll also be doing the first two episodes of Titans Season 3 next week, so make sure you watch Episode 1 and 2 of Titans. Um, we're not going to binge the show as we would previously do, so we can have some content to talk with you guys. And we're also uh, talking about Superman and Lois, um, the penultimate episode, which, out of all these shows, are probably my least favorite to watch, to be honest with you. Yeah. But what a, what a turn of events that show has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is that is going to be our content for next week, so make sure you're watching everything. I will be talking about Stargirl. Um, hopefully I'm going to try and get into Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I doubt it. But next week I will be talking about Stargirl, Episode 1, and Batwoman Season 2, if I'm not done with it by then. So, But that's it for TV. It's going to be a heavy week next week. Yeah, it will be. Well, goodbye, everybody. No. <laughs> We have a movie to talk about. Uh, before we get on it, have you watched anything else movie-wise? I watched Cars 3. Uh, kind of funny, the podcast group I listen to, they're doing a Pixar interview. And so if there's a movie that I have not seen, I watch it before I listen mm-hmm. to the interview. And cool I watched deal. it. So that's all. Nothing crazy. It's uh, an older movie. Cool. That it's Cars. So. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. Right. Um, so we both watched, obviously, for our movie this week, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. And uh, I heard some of the hype leading into this, which I usually hate, because a lot of times they can set unreal expectations, because they're just trying to get people into the into the theater, or onto the streaming site whichever way you want to watch it and um i have to say much better than the first suicide yes, squad uh, i 100% I, agree with you i really enjoyed this one um i wish so one of the things that i liked going in was that nathan fillion was in this he's one of my favorite actors and he wasn't in it long enough. It's like, he's like in it for, what, probably 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. And then he's done. 
Uh, although his his superpower wasn't all that great either, so <laughs> that's probably a good reason why. Yeah. Um. Margot Robbie, phenomenal, right? She. I I saw something. I don't know if it's true that she's done playing Harley Quinn. Mm. Um, I really hope not. I know it's got to be tough, you know playing this character but especially with so many different uh variations and movies at this point that they wanted to be yeah she's so good in the part yeah (laughs) um overall i i I don't know how much we want to actually talk about this um with it being brand new we kind of danced around black widow a bit um but this was really good. It it had a nice mix of humor and action. The performances were rock solid. It told a good story, which some of the other DC movies have had a problem with. <laughs> um, it it didn't really have a lot of plot holes, but of course, part of that was you're suspending your disbelief a little bit more, right? With the way they told the story, so. Um, I have no complaints. I thought Viola Davis did really well in her part. I love, I've always just, loved that, her doing that character. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I This was one that, when I put it in Letterboxd, I gave it four stars. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm going to come in at like a, that B plus, A minus range on this. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you think about the film and, and, what were your thoughts on, I guess, the fact that, first off, the, the post-credits scene, mm-hmm. and then the um, the way that they, they introduce us to one team, and then they essentially wipe them out. So I, I liked this movie. Again, I agree with you. I liked it better than the first one, and... I think truly who stole the show for me was Idris Ilba as Bloodsport. I was not oh, expecting to love that character as much as I did. And again, one of those that's not really a superhero. I mean, like doesn't have any superpowers, but like his, his gadget wear and he doesn't miss and things like that. It's, it was really well done. And I just didn't expect to like him as much as I did. Uh, Peacemaker with John Cena. I mean, he's got his own TV show, which kind of plays into the post-credit scene just a little bit. Right. I, I don't know if. I mean, obviously, I'll watch the show, but I don't know if I really care that much because yeah. his, his character was very anti-superhero. I mean, that's what most of these people are anti-superheroes, and right. I just I don't know. But like, it was the having Starro as the the villain ultimately was really cool and really really well done you could tell james gunn really likes these characters and the yeah. the lore of it all and i feel like that's what made the movie great i my i think one of my favorite things though was the uh the transitions with the words that he put in there like mm-hmm. it said operation blah 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 because blah, i don't want to spoil anything the way that he did those and the way like they kind of and switched it, the scenes were so cool yeah and then it changes to Operation Harley. Right. It was so cool. Right. Like stuff like that was awesome. Which 
which I don't think is really a spoiler because it she's in the trailer. movie. You know, wait, wait. And... But go ahead. Um, I love the scene where where Harley ends up. What's what's the best way to say this? When when she delivers a blow to Starro. Yeah. That, oh, that that whole that scene. Beautiful. Like I mean. Yeah. The the cinematography with this movie was so good, and like the story yeah. was good. Like like you say, don't I don't really know about any plot holes with it. It it goes, but I I guess the only complaint I have is it goes into it starts the movie as if you've seen the first Suicide Squad. Because right. it is a sequel to it, because we got all the same characters, and that was the only thing. But what you're talking about with the first team, and then it goes into the second team. I was not expecting any of that. I thought that was so well done, and like the there's an explosion, and Idris Elba goes, "What was that?" And she goes, "Oh, that was your diversion." But in reality, it was the first team. Oh, so funny. And I loved how yeah. they did certain things, like the the whole resistance part at the first. Like, it was so well done shot when they're killing all these people. And then uh, when What's-Her-Name from Fast and Furious was said, oh, those were blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, that's so good. That is so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I gave it a four and a half on Letterboxd, which comes out about an A for me. And I want to see more. He, uh, I just said his name. James Gunn has already said that, you know, he will come back if they want them to. Yeah. And the only thing that worries me is this had a terrible opening weekend in the theaters. Like, let me make I sure wonder, I this right. Like it had a I wonder what one. the, I wonder what the numbers were for streaming because that's how we both watched it. Right. So it came in with $26 million this weekend. But is that just, box office yeah it's just box office so streaming they could have blown it out of the water yeah and i wonder when we won't get those reports until much later on the same thing they did with wonder woman we didn't get those reports until a while <clears> after <throat> but i mean he got a 92 percent on rotten tomatoes if that yeah anything yeah now i i will say this too i did like that one of the one of the diversionary team members was Michael Rooker. Yeah, he, that he was, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. But to me, probably the one that stole the entire movie, folks, if you haven't seen it yet, Weasel. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> so funny. And, of course, that's played by Sean when, Gunn. And when, he, when Weasel, one of his movies. Yeah. When, when Weasel's in the, uh, in the cell... Idris Elba looks over. He's sitting there licking the window. <laughs> He's licking the window. <laughs> and he licks it a few times before he notices him looking and he just looks at him. And... The, I feel like the, oh, God. those scenes where they were in the prison and they were all talking to each other and, and forming teams and stuff like that, I thought that was a lot of fun. Just to, to yeah. see their interaction. Like <laughs> John Cena's character to... Uh, the guy that plays Polka Dot, which of course is the uh, why can't I find his name right now? Uh, no, 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 they don't have them all. That's weird. IMDb doesn't have all of their the whole casting. What? Anyways, the forget the guy's name, but he plays a uh, uh, Polka Dot 
<laughs> John Cena goes, so wait, what, what's your superpower? Just throw polka dots at people like a, like a birthday party? <laughs> and then like later on the show goes, oh, okay, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> Just very funny. Just like yep. those, those one-off jokes. I mean, James Gunn has a way of writing these characters where it could be super serious, but then real funny. I mean, we've seen him do it Guardians of the Galaxy multiple times now. And I just, mm-hmm. I, I loved it. It was a good movie. It will be one of those ones that I watch again, just because I'm sure there's stuff that I missed. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this one. That was a good movie to watch. I, I will say this too. I, I, I was very glad that Pete Davidson's arc went like it did because mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't big on him. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know he was in this movie. I, keep, I kept forgetting he was in this movie. Um, One question I've got for you though. Do you think we get a Peacemaker show if it's anyone but John Cena playing the character? It, it, it depends. Like if, It depends on who was cast as it. But I, John Cena loves playing this. And like that's what me and my wife were talking about when we watched the movie yesterday. He's a good actor. I mean, obviously it comes mm-hmm. a lot with his wrestling stuff. But like You can't tell right. that that was his main job was a wrestler. Because like he he does really well throughout this movie, and uh, I just don't know if I want to watch that that show. I mean, I'm going to, but I don't I don't right. think it gets me excited. Because do they play before I, I the Suicide Squad or do they play after Suicide Squad? The well, I mean, yeah, I think I I think it's going to be after. Yeah, but um, I will say <laughs> I chuckled a bit when uh. When they're on the island still. And this isn't really a spoiler. They're having to kind of... Um, they're basically having to sleep in this area. They they think that they're setting up camp and everything. Mm-hmm. And and I can't remember I can't remember what it was now that, that triggers them to get up. Um, but Peacemaker gets up and he's standing there in tidy whities He's everybody else is still dressed because they're in the jungle and he has stripped down <laughs> to his drawers that was like that there was not a like i just i enjoyed i think every part of this movie because mm-hmm. it was all again like with with james gunn doing it because I mean, he wrote it and directed it it was just so well done like the the way that he sees movies in his head and puts it on the screen, it's just so good. Yeah, and like every scene was was a banger and was funny, and and it was needed also serious and had heart to it. So, yeah, and it needed the rating that it got because yeah. it allowed them to do more with the uh, with the special effects and that's what happens some of when the kills. you just say whatever you need, James Gunn, whatever you mm. need. Yep. All right. So next week. Um, this was Tyler's pick, The Losers, which is on Netflix. Yeah, also got it. <laughs> he's fun to watch. Well, and let me he, ask you this too: with with him uh-huh. still in the movie for me, do you think that Marvel um really squandered putting him as Heimdall in the MCU? Yeah. Um. Because he, to me, he needed a, he needed a bigger part. Because he he did he did great in this movie. But at the time, he wasn't 
what he is now to American oh, audiences. Sure. He was, uh, oh, what was, what was the show he had on on the BBC? Um, oh, uh, I don't know exactly which one you're talking about. I'm gonna go find it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Let's see here. He was huge over there because of that show. Luther. And he was starting Luther. Yeah. He was starting to get a following over here. Um but he he wasn't that big yet. My curiosity would be who would they if they could do it over again, who would they cast him as? That's true. I mean he could I don't know. I just want him in something could, recurring. Could could he have been Blade? Yeah, I would have liked that a whole lot. I mean, I like Mahershala Ali. Yeah, yeah he could have been uh, Blade. So, I don't know, man. I just, just a question I had came to my mind after watching this. All right. Movie news from The Hollywood Reporter and Etan Blessing. You always give me the hard names. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Uh, Cobra Kai star Zolo Maradueña. Yeah. How'd I, how'd I that do? That was good. That was good. And talks to lead DC's Blue Beetle. Um, and the Blue Beetle will be on HBO Max. Angel Manuel Soto, who helmed the 2020 Sundance coming-of-age drama Charm City Kings, Charm City Kings, was earlier tapped to direct DC's first film to center on a Latino superhero. Gareth Dunette Alcacer, and seriously, you get all the easy <laughs> names, who penned Miss Bella and the upcoming Scarface reboot, wrote the script for Blue Beetle. Um, and I don't know why I always start reading the Hollywood Reporter stuff, because it just basically runs down who else is working on it. Right. Um, so, this... so, go ahead. You have a visitor. Yeah, hero just ran in here. So, are uh, are you looking forward to the Blue Beetle as much as I am? Yes, because he is one of my favorite DC superheroes. Just because he pl- mm-hmm. it's a a teenager who who gets pa- mystical powers from a a beetle, and like that's mm-hmm. attached to his spine, like it's a robot technology. It's really cool and it's really fun. And this gets me a, a lot more excited because this is the main actor from Cobra Kai. And he does right. a really good job. And to see him be the, the main actor for Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle, I am all in. Like, this is this is going to be really exciting. I've been excited for Blue Beetle, but this gets me more excited. But I hope it doesn't suffer a lot the Black Adam effect and all this casting stuff happens and we don't get it for another 20 years. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah, I don't want that. that yeah, don't. No. No jinxes. No jinxes. Um also from the Hollywood Reporter, and this is from Ryan Parker and Alex Weprin. South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone signed $900 million Viacom CBS deal. 14 movies are planned for Paramount Plus. That's a lot of money. Um, yeah. And if, if you're wondering, they're all South Park movies. Mm-hmm. So. Because they, they have done other things. Like Orgasmo. Just saying. Mm-hmm. But no, they're all South Park movies. Look, 
the deal runs through 2027. 14 Crazy. South Park movies in less than a decade. Is that overkill? Well, it also is, is more seasons of the show as well with this with this yeah. deal. And, I mean, I'm not the biggest South Park fan. I, haven't, I can't tell you the last time I watched an episode. But that's a lot of money and a lot of faith to have in Trey, Stone, uh, Trey Parker and uh, Matt Stone. So, yeah. It's quicker if you just say Trey Stone. That way we get them both in, in one yeah, name. It works. <laughs> um, yeah, I. it's interesting to me. Animated shows, when when Fox started doing them in prime time, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, nah, that's crazy. Animation's never going to work in prime time like that. The Simpsons is still going. Family Guy. Family Guy, South Park. Mm-hmm. I mean, you find the right formula, people are going to watch it. Right. So, all right. Our releases this week from 8 9 to 8 15 on August the 13th in theaters, Free Guy. What's your interest level on that? Uh, I'll get around to it at some point. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to watch I, it in theaters. I'll probably watch it whenever it comes to some streaming service eventually down the road but i want to watch it because it's 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 yeah i mean it's like the it's a takeoff a more modern takeoff in a way on the truman show or yeah something like that so he's an npc Eh. in a video game i mean it's it's got me written all over it but don't know if i'm watching in theaters (laughs) no i don't think i would go to theaters for it all right, our next section here is video games. Chris, what you been playing? Anything fun? Anything new? No. Just right. leave it at that. No. <laughs> Just grind, grind in the same games. So. I have bless your hero. I have been playing a a game that came out on beta to the consoles this past two weeks called Splitgate. It's a little arena first person mm-hmm. shooter. A lot of fun. I advise, like, if you enjoy Halo and the multiplayer for it, and you want to hold on to that itch before the Halo Infinite hopefully comes out this year, this game's the one for you, and it's free. So I'm all about that. And then I've been—I'm a fan of Musou games, and so Samurai Warriors Five launched two weeks ago, and I finally been able to start playing it, and I'm heavily addicted to it, and cannot stop playing that game. Um, really good. They came in with new artwork style for this game, uh, which makes it a little bit more animated e, but like a lot more bright, powerful, popping colors, which I think it looks great. But it's, it's definitely different from your your dark and gritty like they usually do with your Samurai Warrior series. But so this week we have one new story that most pertinent to put in here, and we're going to IGN.com. Ghost of Tsushima Legends standalone game has been announced. We're going to Matt Perslow for this one. Announced on the PlayStation blog, Ghost of Tsushima Legends will be made available as a standalone game, priced at $20 here in the States on PS4 and PS5. It will be made available on September 3rd. The standalone version will be the exact it'll be exactly the same as a Legends mode that is available for the owners of Ghost of Tsushima main game, albeit missing some cosmetics unlocked in the campaign. It will contain all Legends content related in 2020 as well as upcoming additions. That new content includes Rival, which is a brand new mode also arriving on September 3rd, 
In this mode, two teams of two compete to defeat waves of enemies. Defeat enemies drop Megatama, which can be then used to attack your rival team. Spending Megatama on shades will block your rival team from making progress, while buying curses will drain rivals' health and make bodies explode. Spending enough Megatama triggers the final stand wave of enemies and defeating them before your rivals will win, which it does sound like a lot like Destiny 2's Gambit mode. So, it's pretty cool that they're saying, hey, you know, you yeah. guys enjoy this, but you don't have to buy the whole game. So, to each the realm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then new releases this week. We've got Godfall comes out for the PlayStation 4 on August 10th. Lawn Mowing Simulator comes out on PC and Xbox Series X on August 10th. And Hades launches on the Xbox consoles with Game Pass as well, August 13th. Uh, if you like roguelike games, Hades is really well done. Won a bunch of Game of the Years last year. And I've got it on my Switch, and it's, it's, it's a good game. And if you pre-ordered it, and you have EA Play, Madden 22 drops this week. And the early, early releases. The early, I early. I can't wait to see what you think about next week. They did a whole franchise overhaul, so that'll be yeah interesting. I'm, I'm curious, because if you, if you really like it, then I'll probably get it. Let, ooh, I wonder if that drops on Game Pass. I wonder if it will. Yeah, they'll put it on Game Pass. Oh, we'll see, I don't have to buy anything. Huh. I don't know when, but yeah, that EA. We'll probably see. a launch. Let's see. I yeah. forgot all about EA Play being on Game Pass now. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening and watching this podcast and or watching this podcast. Don't forget to share on all your favorite social media platforms. And don't forget to rate and review us if you enjoyed this show. Speaking of social media, you can follow NerdWide at Nerd underscore Wide on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Ty underscore Haynes. And you can follow Chris at MavTN7. If you enjoy Facebook content, you can get follow NerdWide.com on Facebook there as well. But this has been this week's episode of the NerdWide Podcast, and we cannot wait to get with you next week because we got a lot to talk about with TV uh, episodes and the mm-hmm. Losers movie. Guys, thank you so much. Stay safe, get vaxxed, and we'll see you next time. Later, guys. <laughs>